When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, Geekscape? It's welcome to a brand new Geekscape. If this is your first Geekscape, you know uh, we're going to be talking a lot of movies, video games, comic books, and TV stuff. So if you're not into that stuff, yeah, uh, you know what? Hang out anyway, because we'll get you into it. Uh, you got to start somewhere, and Geekscape's not a bad place to start. I was looking today uh, on Twitter, and a longtime Geekdrome uh, listener said that he enjoyed the Preacher uh season premiere that started that happened this past Sunday on AMC and he enjoyed the uh the thing and he goes, "You know what? Maybe I'll go back and uh read the comic that Jonathan and Dan Trachtenberg recommended 10 years ago on Geek Drome. And Not a bad idea. Just remember as you start to see all these properties uh pop up on television and movies, chances are we've recommended them to you over the last 9-10 years of doing this show. So again, not a bad place to start, especially if you want the inside track on uh, all the geek stuff. You know, just a recommendation. We're going into San, uh, San Diego Comic-Con and convention season. We got E3 and Anime Expo and all this stuff that we're covering for you guys. Um, so we might have some more inside track. This, this is a good source for that information, and we have been for a long time. So this is Geekscape. Kenny Craig is not with me on this episode, but he'll be here soon enough. Uh... But um, we're doing it classic style here at Z Hollywood. I've got a guest, just as always, and this guest has been on the Geekscape show before, Chris Strompolis. I pronounced that right, didn't I? Strompolis. Strompolis? Wait, why, <laughs> wait, last time it was... Wait, last time it was Strompolis. My name it? changes uh, a lot uh, depending, depending on the, on depending on the moron host. Oh, I, I've, I've had different so mutations listen, of it forever. I was gauging based on your face. I was like... <laughs> In like halfway through the word, I'd realized I'd put the inflection in the wrong place because you know you weren't you were diplomatic with your expression towards me, it, you were, but I'd realized I had it still sounded Greek you know. and that's okay, so we're in good shape. Okay, so Chris, what is the worst that anybody's ever pronounced your name? Oh my God! You don't have to name names except your name. I I think somebody. I mean, I I got an announcement one time and somebody pronounced it like like. Even got my first name wrong. It was like Christina 
Strophanopolis. What Starbucks was that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was just it was terrible. It was, right. Yeah. And and so my my name has been mutated for years and years. Most of my friends just call me Stromp. Stromp. Cause, Stromp, because it's well, easier. That's what, and that's where the inflection is. Chris, there we go. Strompolis. Yeah. If you had like a like a TV show, it would be like Chris. Strompolis. <laughs> Wait, I think that's actually like a catchphrase for an ad and maybe a product. I don't know, but uh, a you jingle. Know, a jingle. There a it is. Greek it's a jingle. jingle. Chris Strompolis. Well, that might help you guys uh, remember <laughs> uh, how to pronounce his name. But Chris has been on the show before. He is one of the Raiders guys, and these are the guys who. Uh, you know, way back, it's crazy, but we're talking about 30 years ago in, in in middle school, high school. These guys were in love with Raiders Lost Ark, and this is before DVD, the internet, and any of that stuff. And they only had the power of their minds. And they and they said, you know what? We love Raiders Lost Ark, which they've seen in theaters so much that you know what? Let's remake it shot for shot, <laughs> which is insane. Uh, this is pre-YouTube. You weren't doing this to be famous. You were doing this out of the love of the movie. Correct. And so you guys, over the course of a few years, which stretched, you know, we'll talk about that later, but uh, over the course of the years that you guys were in grade school, high school, etc., kept going to the movie theaters, writing things down, or the power of your memory, you guys remade the entire movie well we actually if you can uh, if you can imagine I mean back in the 1980s I know this is probably hard for a lot of uh, folks who were not around during that time but the there was no way to see it um, except going back to the theater no VHS there's no well there's no uh, home video video. stores you couldn't rent it Um, you had to go back to the theater and that was not a regular occurrence for us anyway 1981 81 Wow. And it was re-released. So we probably saw it in the theater maybe three or four times, but essentially we worked from memory. Wow. We bought nerdy magazines and Starlog and Fangoria and, you know, all those classic sort of like great, great magazines and, um, you know, bought the storyboard script from Walden Books in the mall and, oh, you know, that. and, and yeah. cobbled together uh, all sorts of, um, you know, all the ideas from Raiders, and then Eric sat down one summer and hand-drew over 600 individual storyboards based on memory, and that was our blueprint for the seven years that it took to shoot the movie. And how, how old were you when you started? Uh, got uh, I was 10, Eric was 11, mm-hmm. and uh, we finished... Uh, <laughs> Well, we're still kind of working on it, aren't yeah. we? Well, right? Yeah, that's what we're here <laughs> um, to talk about. Uh, and we finished uh, when we were going to college, uh, <laughs> uh, seven and eight years later. So, yeah, I was, yeah, do the math, 17 so The opening and scene is not the only ball that dropped during the film. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, that, but, that, I mean, but that's crazy that you guys, over the course of, what, 10 years, made this uh, remade but this se- movie. Yeah, seven, seven years. years. Seven yeah. years. And then we went to college, and then it sat on a shelf. And you guys actually shot most of this movie. I've seen it, but I'm yeah. saying for the audience that you guys almost shot the entirety of this thing. Yeah, we shot. Well, we did it shot for shot, uh, pretty much the entire thing. And there was only one scene that we did not shoot, and that was the famous flying wing sequence where Indy fights the big bald German yeah. Nazi mechanic. It, under the Marianne's airplane, stuck in the plane, and he gets blended up in the and the and the propellers, and so it blows you guys, up. I mean, what's funny, and we've had you guys on the show to talk about this, is that um, you guys almost killed yourselves several times over making this movie. Mm-hmm. The uh, what is it like the Himalayan bar scene where you guys there's a fire that breaks out, and you did that in a basement. 
in Eric's mom's house. Yeah. In the basement, lit under the kitchen, fire. and lit the entire room on fire. Yes. And so, and you guys, some of you guys still have those burns, right? I, you know, it's surprising, and I always say this because um, somebody has to be lit on fire. Like that's Eric. Eric is lit on fire yeah. in that scene. And I, you know, I played indie, but I, I never got hurt. Right. Eric was the director, and he was always <laughs> getting hurt. And you're the one who got dragged behind a truck. I did. Yes. You get. And how old are you when you did the truck? I drag? was 16. And you're getting dragged behind this truck. That's correct. <laughs> and uh, and you didn't get hurt there either. No, I got a little heat stroke, but you know it was <laughs> you know it was what? really hot. Uh, and then you swam to the sub. Yep. Right, like mm-hmm. there's a submarine scene where Indy swims to the sub, uh, and you did that at like a naval, like a historical. The naval U.S. Yard. Navy had a retired sort of park, a naval park, and I and I worked with the the commanding officer there for about three years, begging him to let us use the authentic World War II submarine. And I, it wasn't until I was 16 that I got it, but I asked him first when I was 13, and it yeah. took me three years of getting it. But the the submarine now, USS Alabama, on the back. Bay of Mobile, uh, Alabama. Uh, it's now out of the water, okay. but it was in the water at the time, and they let us use it. But the problem with the Back Bay of Alabama is that it's infested with alligators, <laughs> and so there is literally signs all over the place: "Stay away from the bank." Because... So they let you get on the thing and shoot on it, right? Uh, yes. Okay, but there's that it's important shot of Indy swimming to it, swimming to it, and right. climbing up the side of the yeah. yeah. And so I, Erica. And I were like, well, what are we going to do? And and I said, well, um, I think Eric just said, swim fast <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> That's my recollection. And I just did it. I got in the water and just did it. And um, it was a good shot. Would you do it again? I'd probably do it again. It's like sure. the sphere factor thing. It's like, would you swim with alligators? It's funny, you know, I, it, it, you get older and you, you know, you know, you're a teenager and you think you're invincible. Right. And you go through your 20s and... You know, you you get your you get your lumps and you get knocked down a little bit, and then you like, you know, I'm married now, I've got a child, mm-hmm. and then I'm I'm in my 40s. Now and, you're begging to get eaten uh, by an alligator. Well, <laughs> well, you know, it's it's uh it it wavers. Like some right. days it's like you want the excitement, and then other days you're like, you know, you're scared to go to the grocery store. You right. Know? You know, it's my wife, uh, who you know, Laura. She yep. um. This morning, I think she saw it on the news. Like the, our routine is basically that, like when I get up. Uh, I'll eat cereal in front of my computer and she'll watch the news and you know we have like those separate you have mornings. Your routines, we yeah. have like our separate routines and she's usually watching the news which I get like totally online and she's watched the news and there was a news story from South America where this guy had written a suicide note he wants to die right and this is how he wants to die he he completely strips himself naked and he climbed into the lion enclosure at the zoo and Laura was pissed she's like that son of a you know she strips him, he strips himself naked. He climbs in his lion enclosure. He starts goading the lions into attacking him. The, the lions then start mauling this guy. And this is how he wants to go. He wants to get eaten by lions. And what does the zoo do, of course? Videotapes they, it? Well, that would be awesome. <laughs> but uh, you know what? It's worth a Google. But uh, they end up, you know, obviously they're like, oh, my God, this human's in the enclosure. We have to get the lions off him. They shoot the lions. And these two lions are dead. This idiot's in intensive care. He's going to survive, which was not his wish. These two, it's like, come on. I don't and, know. I mean, where do you stand on that? Because that's, the that's, that's a lopsided gotten, if, Darwin if thing going maul, on. Yeah, but if you'd gotten mauled by one of those alligators, we'd be talking about you in the news, right? It's like, well, this movie may have been your suicide. Letter. Yeah, it could, <laughs> it's could that have been. dangerous. 
right? Yeah. I don't know. I found myself conflicted about this news of the lion. I think, yeah, I'm That's like, sad. It's really That's sad. Really sad. This I saw dude the, wants to kill himself. I saw the one where that mentally deranged guy went into the tiger cage, but I didn't know about the one about the lion. I think it happened over the weekend, and it's totally sad. Um, but you know, obviously, uh, yeah, you made this movie when you were younger. And then last time you guys were on Geekscape, you were doing the crowdfunding for that plane sequence. Mm-hmm. And you guys raised enough money to do that last scene, which you guys shot when you were... Two years ago, June yeah, 2014. Two years ago. So now you guys are in your 40s, and this is all going to cut together? And it it's did all cut, cut together. together. Yeah. Yeah, we, restored, we restored the old Betamax video um, uh, with uh, the generous donation of Duart in New York City. And they restored the video, and they edited together... Uh, well, we edit, gave them the edited scene... And so we've got this wonderful, wonderful transition of me when I'm like 13 or 14 years old. Through most of the movie. Through most of the film. Um, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm with Marion Ravenwood, and I, and I approach the, the shaft of light from the Well of the Souls. Uh-huh. Um, and then it switches to... In one cut. It in goes. one cut, <laughs> me and Marion coming out of the Well of the Souls, and we're both well into our 40s and <laughs> it, and, awesome. and and it you know we were scratching our head wondering in advance if that was going to work because we also shot it in like high def 4k yeah. you know and it's as ri- opposed to the vhs yeah, as opposed to the yeah. crappy looking betamax you know and it's actually a hoot it's really it actually works really well well, well. um geekscape is we're going to talk a little bit of uh more about how this movie came together and also uh they're going on tour with it and we're going to talk about the chance for you guys to see this movie because it's probably coming to a town near you they're playing a lot of dates this summer and dates are being added uh, hang with us we're going to take a quick spot break when we come back we're going to talk a little bit more with chris strompolis and uh it was one of the raiders guys and we'll, we'll talk about the movie and how you guys can see it this summer all right hang with us all right we're back here on Geekscape. I love that music, dude. Thanks, Joseph. Uh, the folks here at Z Hollywood are, uh, you know, if you guys have been listening to Geekscape for a while, you know that we used to do the intros and outros and just play the Geekscape theme song over and over again. And you know what? I love the Geekscape theme song. It's very catchy. It was designed to be catchy. But I kind of like this new chiptune style that we do on our intros and outros. And I hope you guys enjoy it, too. And just let us know. We're on social media. Find us. Be like, you know what? I've got my own indie band. Why don't you guys play that in the intro and outro? And if your band's any good, or your music's any good, and maybe you're a DJ like Shane O'Hare, hopefully you're better than Shane O'Hare, uh, you know, send us the music and we'll throw it up here on the show. Um, so we're talking to Chris. Uh, Strompolos. Strompolos. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> now it's getting disrespectful. Because it's, it's, it, turned, you're like, it turned into you're a like, thing, so I yeah, had to... You're I had like, to, Jonathan, like, we're going to have to rein you no, back. No, it's okay. Strompolos. It was a thing at the at the top of the show, and so I have no. to, you know... I, I you just, have to rein it, but you have to keep, I'm rein, bringing, maintain I'm keeping, ownership. I'm keeping it in focus. Chris Strompolos. Yeah. There so, you go. And we're Yeah. No, I mean, I can be respectful when I want to, I guess. <laughs> God forbid I ask a guest to come here, and then I throw him through a, the mud. It's I will okay. end up with no guests if I do that. So I'm glad that you did that. Um, so Chris, you guys remember a few years ago, if you listen to Geekscape uh, long term, they raised this money for this final scene, and uh, they filmed it. And uh, I've seen the original movie. I've not seen it with the plane sequence. Really? Yeah, I never saw it with the, with the wing sequence. I thought we got you a copy of that. Uh, no, I, I may or may not have had a copy of not supposed to have of the original. Oh right, yeah, we showed you. No, we showed you the That's one you without the plane scene. That's what you showed me. Okay. Um, so you showed me that, 
right? And and you guys had screenings of that mm-hmm. for, and I that's the one I saw. And then once you guys finished it, did you guys tour with the finished playing sequence? No, uh, we're doing that. So now. nobody's done that. Nope. So so has anybody seen this finished version? Well, yeah. I mean, we 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 sent the final scene to our Kickstarter backers okay. and the, on our supporters, and but that um, was just the final scene. It wasn't edited in, was it? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, okay. yeah. We edited it in. We created a DVD and okay. and sent that out to all of our all of our supporters. And um, you know, we're offering that now uh, to help us kind of recoup our costs on the on the on the scene and help us uh, with the tour. And but obviously, if you guys are Raiders fans, you have to watch this on the big screen. I I and but and not just that is that um it's such a it's such a nostalgia piece right, right. you know and and the the very culture that you you know talk about on the show you know yeah. the geek culture you know you know there's a a very nostalgic narrative that runs through our lives and I think the collective theatrical experience sitting in a theater with people who are hardcore film lovers grew up during a certain time. They love the movie. They love film culture. They love that DIY. They love, you know, that sort of fanatic, obsessive film, you know, cinephilic kind of, you know, uh, way. Um, that's the way to see it, you right. know, because you get that excitement and that audience participation with, you know, laughing and hooting and cheering. It's like and a church in the South. What's that? It's like in the south. It's yeah, like come a get southern some, church. It's it, it, you know it. Uh, like, I it, it, it. Hallelujah! It does feel that way, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's how I like the theatrical experience. Not to say that when I go see a film, I like, I don't like people. You know, I for the right film, people have to have their phones off. They have to be quiet. They have to be respectful. Sure. Those are pensive films. But for something that's a celebration, listen, always have your phone off. And I think that Tim League and the folks at Draft House Films, yeah. who are uh, a part of this tour. That we're about to tell you guys about. Like, I think they would definitely agree because they are huge proponents of tossing people out if they are on their cell phones. In Absolutely, I think Tim, Tim, and and the Draft House sort of philosophy. They do it. They do it right. And so, uh, I'm I'm definitely a fan of that. But they're also a part of audience participation. I mean, I remember when the Draft House started on Colorado and Austin. Uh, like they would have those movie like movie karaoke things mm-hmm. where it, part of the audience. The audience participation was a, was part of it, and I think the audience, uh, the Draft House brand was built on those audience participation absolutely screenings that were done nowhere else. Like, n- you know, uh, no other theater was doing that. Well, this day and age, it's it's so impossible to get people out of their homes and away from their screens and in a physical movie theater, and and so I think that Tim and and his team and the whole Draft House culture that he's created is is the fa- very foundation is reinventing fan engagement sure. and reinventing the love of movies in a different way and, and that has a lot to do with his the 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 thematic programming that he does and and um and and taking movies that people have already seen and and repackaging them in such a way where it gives you that live experience that you really want and it gives it gets it under your skin mm-hmm. and you know we were extremely fortunate and very lucky to meet Tim you know at the first Alamo Draft House location before they really blew up that's and, the one on Colorado yeah it's yeah. like a dance club now yeah they tore it down and 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 uh, you know but um, Tim has always really sort of been true to the core essence of of what he is and what he believes in which is you know they love movies. Right. They really, really love movies, and all of the extenuating components that go along with being a film lover—you know, fan engagement, 
um, cosplaying, big parties, that raucous attitude, mm-hmm. you know, um, pushing the envelope, uh, you know, all those sorts of things, and we're and we become very gratefully part of that family. Certainly, with the release of the documentary, and and um, it's it's awesome. Okay, so so walk me through it because. Uh, you make this movie, it's on a Betamax or a VHS, mm-hmm. and then for the entirety of the 90s, you know, late 80s, 90s, it sits there, nobody knows about it. I'm just paraphrasing the story so we can get to the tour, and then all of a sudden, like, Eli Roth is, like, telling somebody, have you ever seen the Raiders remake? Mm-hmm. And they're like, what the heck is that? And he tells the story of you guys as kids remaking Raiders, and I guess it ended up on some holy grail of a VHS and somebody found it, and then it started making the rounds, and the copies ended up making copies, and then Spielberg found out about it. It's big news. You, he allowed you guys to screen the movie for charity, and uh, and th- there's that. You guys are now the Raiders guys, and you're endorsed by Mr. Spielberg himself. Quietly, and, silently. You yeah, know, I yeah, mean, supported. I mean, Spielberg. I mean, not supported financially, but like, hey... Good job, guys. Yeah, yeah, he's been really, um, he he's been really supportive. I mean, you know, the we, you know, took the quote and slapped it on the back of our book, right. you know, and you know, he basically, you know, it's it's a wonderful thing to hear from your childhood hero that, you know, he said that the single greatest bit of flattery that George and I have ever received is, you know, you guys doing this movie, you know, and uh, and and so it's it's been nice. It's been a great journey, and we've. You know, we've had to navigate it carefully and respectfully, but yeah, because of the legal aspects of this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, there's copyright and and you know the John Williams score and all those sorts of things, and it's tricky. It's really, really tricky, Um, because you know, I mean, it's Raiders. And so you guys, uh, catch me up. So so now you guys have this movie. You guys came on the podcast three three years ago. You fundraised the 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 scene with the wing. You cut it in. You sent that copy to your your backers. Uh, it's a big celebration, but it's never been screened. And then tell me about two things. Tell me about the documentary, which was filmed about you guys, right? Mm-hmm. And it was... I, I know not so much about that. And then you have a part of the documentary. So you haven't seen the doc yet. I have not seen the doc. And that's what I'm saying. Like This summer, guys, you get a chance to see a double feature. And we're going to tell you about the tour. So if you guys go to RaidersGuys.com, you guys can find out. There's all, they're also on Facebook if you look for Raiders Guys. Our Facebook page is pretty... Pretty awesome. And that's too. Raiders plural, like Raiders Lost Ark. So go to Raiders Guys on Facebook, and you're going to see that this summer uh, they're hitting a ton of cities, and the cities are still being added. And there's, for the most part, in most of these cities, there are going to be double features, and either Chris or Eric or both are going to be there at these screenings, mm-hmm. and they're going to play the documentary and the remake mm-hmm. with the wing scenes, like the full thing. Correct. And which is playing first? You know, I think that depends on the venue, but I think the setup is that they play the doc and then they play the adaptation. Sure, sure. Like, they get you to talk about it, and then they're like, yeah. here's the thing we just talked about. Enjoy. It's also a nice setup. Yeah. You know, they watch the doc, and it's new, and it's fresh, and it's exciting, and it tantalizes your interest in the fan film itself. And then after three or four beers, you can sit through a midnight screening of the adaptation and have a great time. And so, <laughs> uh, who put the documentary together? So, um, I was on tour uh, with the book, the Alan Eisenstock wrote a great book um, about our story called. It's got the same title. It's called Raiders: The Story of the Greatest Fan Film Ever Made, released by St. Martin's Press and uh-huh. Thomas Dunn Books. And um, so I was on a book tour, uh, and I met Jeremy Kuhn in Utah, and uh, and uh, Jeremy Kuhn was the producer of uh, the movie Napoleon Dynamite. We got into talks, and he said, "I want to make a doc about you guys." 
So, um, and then we continued discussions from there, and and uh, you know maybe we can pick up one week because I know that we're yeah no we uh, we got two minutes, but uh, yeah, is the book is still available at Raiders? The book the hardcover is out of print, but they're re-releasing it, uh-huh. and I and I just have been we've been pushing very very hard for a paperback, and the paperback was just greenlit. So okay. we're we're so we're there's going to be a paperback and a hardcover <clears throat> available again. The hardcover will be reissued. Correct. And, okay, so the documentary takes you up through the the filming of the final scene. Um, correct. Yeah, they they did. They tell the the story about us growing up, but they also captured everything about the making of the flying wings scene right. too. And so you have that. So really, like that's the source to really get the nitty. I mean, I can Geekscape is I can tell you all you want, but I'm you know guys, you know me, I'm fractured, and so I can tell you all you know I can tell you from secondhand or from Chris being here. But really, the best source to find out this story, because I love this story. I met you 10 years ago. Remember yeah. we came to your house mm-hmm. and we shot that little mini thing? Yeah. Um, uh, I can tell you guys all you want, but it's from recollection or conversations with Chris. Um, the best place to find out about this thing is find a copy of this book. In the the paperback and the in the hardback, are they going to be ba- out in time to support this tour? Do you We're think working on yeah. it. We're pushing very, really very cool. hard. The, the hardcover will be available first. And we're trying really aggressively to get the paperback available. But um, we'll be selling it on the road, and it'll be available on Amazon. And, and the documentary is going to be out around the same time? Is the documentary, we're doing a ton of uh, pre-release promotional screening okay. starting June 1st. And then June 17th is the official release uh, date along with the VOD release, and we open in New York. Okay, so Geekscape, we're going to talk all about this tour because I saw the dates, and they're a bit whirlwindy. Uh, right when we get back, let's stop for another uh, studio break. When we get back on Geekscape, we're going to hit the road. All right? We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. All right, Geekscape, we're back with Chris Strompolis. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. Strompolis. Strompolis. Damn it. It's I was okay. trying to be respectful because I looked you in the eyes. I was like... It's okay. I wasn't confident, and that's why I looked you in the eyes. I wasn't, you know what, this is going to be a thing every time we come back from break. But let's put it behind us. Chris Strompolis. 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 I got to remember that pole. Think think like, I don't know, flat flag pole. Well, I don't want to be like, what do your friends call you again? Strompo? Strompy? Strompy? <laughs> yes, all of the above <laughs> and many you, other things too. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Now that, listen, in trying to be respectful, I'm, a, I'm actually being disrespectful, That's so I'm fine. sorry. Uh, Strompolis. I have thick skin, Jonathan. It's and okay. uh, and you guys go to RaidersGuys.com and check out these tour dates because uh, they start in Seattle, in Portland, and just, there's a lot of dates, dude. And you're you and Eric are gonna be doing most of these. Like there's Seattle, Portland. We're gonna be at all of them in June. <laughs> Jesus. We we've got like 26 cities that we're doing just in June. San Francisco, Austin, Houston, Cleveland, Detroit, Los Angeles, Dallas, New York, Chicago, Boston, Denver. Baltimore. You guys are basically doing all of the Alamo Draft House yes. uh, locations. And if you guys live in a city with the Alamo Draft House, Los Angeles is getting one. I'm very excited for Los Angeles to get Cine one. Cine Family on Sunday, June 12th. Okay, Sunday, June Double 12th. Double screening. And we and Eric and I will both be there. And I think also Jeremy and Tim, the uh, directors, uh, co-directors, and Jeremy produced it, will be there. Along okay. with executive producer Kyle Newman, who okay. uh, directed the movie Fanboys, of course. He did. And they will all be okay. there. We will all be there. Sunday, June 12th. That is Sunday, so you don't have an excuse. 
uh, to not be there. You know, it's not like you're working. And there's two screenings, right? So that's technically four screenings because yep. it's double features. So you... And then after it opens on Jesus. the 17th, it's coming back to the Cine family. So okay. all the information can be found on their site, all the tickets. The movie's hitting VOD. On, uh, the documentary is hitting VOD on Correct. June 17th. Correct. Okay, i got to remember this. A buddy of mine, I was talking to uh, my buddy Steve, who's also been on the show before. Years ago, my buddy Steve was on the show. And he just produced a movie, and he found out that it's uh, at Dances with Films which is a, a film festival here in Los Angeles, and he said the screening was, I think, midday on June 12th. So Jonathan's Rolodex, his dance card is starting to get a little full on June 12th, but luckily there's a double screening, so whatever is not playing, whatever I... If Jonathan, I wanna, yeah. if you don't come, I'll cry. No, I'm coming, dude, because I told you I haven't seen the movie with the wing sequence. And I got to see that. Check and it then out, man. I want to see this documentary. You're going to love the documentary. It's really good. I've loved your story for 10 years. Yeah. So No, you'll dig it. And and the thing is, it's not, you know, there's like some real dark, gritty stuff in there. It doesn't... Wait, in the documentary? Yeah. Like when you guys didn't think you were going to make the Kickstarter? No, 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 you, no. You, you Darker like, stuff. You started doing like the heroin? No. <laughs> Yeah, all like that stuff. Like you thought your wife was going to leave, leave you because you were the, the guy who made Raiders the Lost Ark. Shot by There's shot. some gritty stuff She's in like, there. I thought you left this in the past. Are there reenactments? No reenactments. You know what? This documentary's not no, done. No reenactments. Let's do a Kickstarter to finish the documentary. And the documentary has to have the reenactments where it's like where like Chris comes home and he notices like luggage by the door. But what's really sad, the daughter's things as well. And she's like don't try looking for us. And he's like, why are you doing this? She's like, you either love us or you love Raiders of the Lost Dark. And he's like, don't make me choose. And she's like, you've already chosen. And she walks out. And then he like looks at, like opens up like this bedside table. That's Raiders part two. And there's like a gun and a Bible. And he has to make the darkest choice of his life. Uh, what do you think? You've written it out, man. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, I just this, think, uh, clearly you've been thinking about this. I think a story this dramatic requires dramatic reinterpretation. I, I, you know. You know, don't even start me on Eric's story. Eric's story is one of, uh, oh, that one's tragic. Yeah. We'll get Eric in here. And, uh, you know, you know, I'm just saying, why won't we just keep making these You're things? on a roll, man. You yes. are on a roll. Yes. yes. Ultimately, the movie is victorious. It ends with, like, you and your wife on the opposite ends of a driveway, and she's come home. She's come back to you. She's come back to you. Because she saw that that even though you were a dreamer, you you accomplished this. You weren't the kid who was going to not finish Raiders. Mm -hmm. You weren't the person who was like, oh, this is what we did in high school. You were the person who was like, you know what? This chapter's this chapter isn't finished. Now I got to tell you, this tour goes from June. There's 25 dates in June. This thing goes all summer. You guys are adding dates in July. August. August, September. You guys are going to end up like screening in Sri Lanka. And then, yeah, um, it's and out the, of the theaters. And then 2017, we'll probably be doing, you know, conventions and things like no, that. No, listen. Yeah. I was going to ask you. I was like, it, where, where is this chapter going to end? That's Come a on. great like, question. Like, where yeah. are you going to close the book on well, this Well, here's thing? the thing. Our, like, our, is Eric our, still, like, what's Eric doing? Eric has taken, as you will see in the documentary, the big, the big thing is that he's still at his job. He runs a gang in my version of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he runs like a like an import export business illegally. He's a drag racer, like kind of like a Switchblade Sisters kind of game. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. yeah. could work. Yeah. Um so Eric uh Eric, you know, was tied to his job and and it was a big sort of conflicting uh plot line in the dock and, Yeah, I put it in the film. Yeah. I put and it in the so, fictional reenactment version. Um so Eric quit his job uh and he's going on the road. He sold his house. And uh, you're freaking me out here. Bought an RV and he's don't do that. No, wait, what? Yep, is moving his family into an RV and we're going on the road 
to promote Raiders. And then after the end of that... Wait, we, hold up. Yeah. Eric, are you listening? <laughs> that is so risky. It's insane. You sold your house. You bought an RV. How many kids have you got? Two. He put He's putting wife and kids into the RV. Collective decision, though. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. The kids yeah. love the RV. And they get their work and, two and his, and his wife, too. You She's know? into I mean, this. You're totally okay, into it. Okay, i got to rewrite the script. Yeah. All right, so... so totally into okay, it. Okay, so they move into this RV. It starts to... You, were you freaking out like when he did this? Or you know, I mean, you know him long enough, it's, right? It's you know been, him better than I do. You know, there's one thing that I know about Eric and that he, he is not a half-assed kind of person. He goes Damn. in hardcore. And he's like, if this ends up blowing up in my face, well, at least no, we blow I think up he's together. prepared. I think we're both prepared for, you know, we're going on the journey. We're we're continuing this Raiders thing. We're going in all the way. We want to see the doc do well. And then at the end of the tour, we've, we're actually we're working on some things. Uh, we're working on a new project with Tim mm-hmm. Skousen, who's the co-director of the doc, and we've got a southern <clears throat> southern gothic project that we co-wrote together. That but we're you still guys working. were doing those storyboards. I think I saw the storyboard yes. of the Southern Gothic one, and yeah. I loved it. Yeah. It was those gorgeous. Were, yeah, those were cool. Um, and then another uh, book that we're trying to option. It was concept option. art. It wasn't storyboards. It was, it was concept, concept art. art. Exactly. My, my apologies. Yeah. But good memory, though. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, nice. I, I found them to be very engaging. Yeah. Good. Good, good. And memorable. That's good. <laughs> Let's hope so. Yeah. And then there's a, there's a book, another sort of a Southern Gothic thriller adventure that we're trying to get off the ground. Okay. So, so, so it's not just Raiders stuff. Okay, guys? It, like, Raiders keeps pulling us back in. It keeps pulling us back in. It's also in. inspiration for all this stuff. And yeah. And it's, you know, it's opening doors and we're starting to talk to people. And so, you know, it's, it's, um, we're trying to bridge that. We're right. trying to emerge out of the Raiders world, which is a wonderful world. Um, to original projects, to a slate of uh, original projects. Okay, so because so, we got to get Eric back in a house. <laughs> you, well, maybe Eric doesn't want to go back in a house. I, you know, I mean, I have to say that you know, I texted him when they bought the RV and that, and they closed on their house. You're like, sure about this, dude? Well, I, I said, how do you feel, man? And he, and he just said, I, I feel free. Wow. I mean, imagine, imagine like you know, packing up your life and I can't too many comic and, books and, and breaking off and selling all your stuff and everything that you own. Comics aren't worth it. And just driving around the country for like three months, being completely free. So he's gonna be like, um, like, uh, like Hell on Wheels, or, what you, or what's the name of that show? You think he's gonna be like that? Like he's just gonna like, uh, like, like go to Sturges and he's gonna be like, you know what? The RV is too many walls, bro. And he's gonna just get like just a, Harley. a motorcycle. Yeah, he's gonna get on like a motorcycle. And you know, he's like, yeah. Then he's part of my script. The the moment that I would say that'll never happen, I'll, you know, he's gonna do it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he continuously surprises you guys. Yeah, we sold our RV, man. We bought a bought a fleet of motorcycles. We sold to one of the kids. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> we're going Eric, on the, I don't think you can legally do we're that. We're going more on the road. It's all right. It's just me and the eagle wings, bro. Uh, I love Eric, and I love you guys. So yeah. um, I'm definitely, you know what? I'm gonna go. It's June 12th. I'm circling it here you on the better, calendar. And then, be guys, there, what I want you guys to do, if you're listening to this, is I want you guys to go to RaidersGuys.com or the Facebook, and I want you guys to start picking out the dates that these guys are gonna come near you. Because ticket links are there. It is pretty damn cool. That Merch you guys is there. This it's movie. all there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, was there? A, you know what? We'll talk. We're gonna take a break. When we get back from the break, we're gonna talk about the temptation of just like not finishing this thing. Yeah. Because there had to have been that temptation where you're like, you know what? Let's move on. Let's not finish Raiders, and let's start a new chapter. And then the voices started calling you back. Which we, yeah, exactly. So Geeks gave us the Raiders voices. We got one more break. When we come back, I want the voices to call you back, and we'll finish up Geekscape while talking about the future. All right, we'll be right back.
Hey, Geekscapists. We're back. Uh, with Chris Strompolis. Yeah. I practiced yeah. during the break. Very nice. And uh, I didn't have to look at you when cool. I said it. And Chris is one of the Raiders guys. Go to RaidersGuys.com. And uh, they remade Raiders of the Lost Ark when they were kids. Shot for shot. They finished it when they were in their 40s with the help of you guys because they came on the show to help uh, promote the Kickstarter f- to finish the film. They finished it, and now, uh, three years later, the movie is going out on tour along with this documentary. Uh, and this is called the Follow Your Dreams Tour, mm-hmm. which is very uh, – It's lofty. It's, it's almost like the new kids. Yeah, like if it's they went lofty. On tour, it's inspirational. It's a little It's a little saccharine. Follow Your Dreams. Very saccharine. It's a, it's a little saccharine, but, you know, we couldn't – it just kind of – It fits. It does fit because, like, what else are you going to call it? You guys should uh, – are there pyrotechnics on the tour? Or, like, you guys going to come out, like, from, like, the, the rafters or anything? Like, I think Zala should wear a harness. Like, a remember... huge boulder comes out and crushes the audience after they see it. Yeah, it's like Bon Jovi. Remember that video where he's Bon-Jovi. flying around? Like, you do that. Can you get Zala in a harness? Eric and I, you come up on, like, a hydraulic yep. lift. Is this tour going to be anything like a KISS tour? <laughs> Maybe. It depends on how much alcohol is involved. Okay. Well, Geeks gave us there's only one way to find out. Go to the website or their Facebook and find a date near you because they're adding new dates and they're going to be everywhere. So uh, if for some reason you are trapped in rubble but have Wi-Fi, uh, the movie, the, at least the documentary, is going to be available June 17th on VOD. So you guys can download it. It'll probably be on iTunes and all that stuff, right? Like it'll be... Whew. Cool. And you guys are distributing this thing yourself, or are you guys distributing it? No, no, no. Draft House Films. Draft House is doing the whole documentary. Draft, they, they, yeah. Uh, Who's doing what? Draft House Films is is the key distributor for the documentary. Okay, and the documentary is for us. Um, we what's don't, the documentary called? It's called Raiders: The Story of the Greatest Fan Film Ever so Made. So the same as the book. Correct. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And the adaptation, the Raiders adaptation, the fa- <clears throat> the fan film. That doesn't have distribution. Right. It, there's not, it can't. It because can't. Because it's technically a... It's Raiders. It's Raiders Lost yeah. Ark. <laughs> it's like, a, it's like a, you know those uh, those bards you go to play and they're like, no covers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when... We, you, I don't know if you guys are musicians who are listening, but sometimes bands will roll in and they want to put a yeah. cover song in their set and the place will be like, no covers. Because I guess there's a rule against, yeah, we, you know. Yeah. I mean... Copyright. We... we, we you know, it's it's a fine line. You mm-hmm. know, we have to do it again. We have to navigate it, and it's about commerce and transparency and, and respect too. And respect because yeah, guys, and, yeah. that's one of the greatest movies and, ever and made. Eric and I are continuing on our road tour. We're continuing our our sort of um, interfacing with charities and nonprofit groups and film education for kids and things like that. We have a long, you know, thirteen year track record of touring, of raising a lot of money for. You know, film education, and, and that's part of this whole Raiders thing from the beginning. Correct. Was I mean, it's to promote yeah. the doc, but we're also doing we're doing an independent sort of initiative for ourselves to continue that. I so mean, Draft House is all about the documentary, which you guys are going to see on this tour. But correct. then the Raiders remake portion of it is also going to be part of this charity drive too. Yeah. So, oh baby, we should have led with that because that's good stuff. Yeah, it's a it's a feel good component of of what we've always done, and and it's the. You know, it's the thing that um, it makes the Raiders adaptation possible. Right. So you guys um, don't think that you're just going to go and get entertained for four hours with this thing, but you're also going to be raising some money for charity. So that's good. Now I feel better about myself as well. <laughs> I don't often feel better about In myself. most cases, yeah. We're yeah. working with nonprofits and things like that. The list of charities that we've worked with and, and um They're provide, on the website? They're on our website, cool. yeah. Okay, so June 12th. Now I'm really – guys – 
uh, I want to. I'm going to make these this June 12th date work because that's really, really, really exciting. Um, so, what do you think is like a fan of this whole? I mean, obviously you're a Harrison Ford fan. We never really talked about Star Wars, mm-hmm. but uh, obviously with the Han Solo thing, they're going to do an earlier movie and this Alden uh, Ehrenreich actor who I really liked from uh, the last Coen Brothers movie, mm-hmm. um, Hail Caesar. Like I thought he was. In my opinion, he was my favorite. He was the best part of Hail Caesar. Yeah, I thought he was great. Uh, what do you think about him doing Harrison Ford and doing Han Solo? It's tough. I think there's a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of uh, young actors out there who are who do better Harrison Ford impressions. I think. Sure. They, you know. But do you want an impression or do you want a new version of the character? It, does it make sense? Like, because Bond, yeah. I feel like with James Bond, we always got different versions of the character, but Bond also didn't have continuity beyond those actors does but, that make sense like it felt like the roger moore movies had continuity there the problem is is that you know with the bond series you've got you've got an iconic character right but you don't have iconic images in your head uh that constitute what that character is you have a a constantly moving target of what that hero looks like in your head so i think the the sort of like you know this this migrating kind of idea of what bond is is okay it's acceptable now Harrison Ford is Harrison Ford. Right. You know, you and Han Solo defined him. And Han Solo him. is Han Solo. Han I Solo mean, and Indiana Jones defined him. Right. You, I, I think inescapably, you are always going to think of of Harrison Ford when you think of uh, Han Solo or Indy. You know? Right. And and it's it's you can't get away from it. So because that the characters that he has, you know, brought to life over the years, people feel so passionately about it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to detach yourself from the fact that this kid doesn't look like Harrison Ford. Yeah, he, I think he's incredibly talented. Yeah. Uh, but uh, who knows? I mean, this may be just a different interpretation, but now we're talking about continuity, which yeah. the continuity in the Star Wars universe has never been thrown out. It's, you know, unless you're talking about the comic books and the books when they transitioned to Disney and they redid the comics and yeah. stuff, which I love. I love the new dark, uh, the new Marvel comics, and then the Dark Horse stuff is being republished. I'm reading all that stuff, but um, nonetheless, but they the, had to make yeah, a bold. Choice. They had to make the move, and they I think had to Marvel's, make a choice. They had to make a bold, a bold choice. They committed to this to right. that actor, you know, and now they have to sell us on it. Right, you know, and and the proof will be in the performance. And he's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders. He's, he's got, got to deliver. People, I think Kasdan's working on the script. Yeah, with both the uh, Lord and Miller, who yeah. are the guys who are like the golden boys of They're Hollywood. They're bringing in all the right pieces. You know, it's just that with that character, all the eyes of all the fans are right. going to be on this guy. And, and I think I think waiting. Marvel is going to have to start doing this soon with these actors' contracts from their Avengers movies and yep. this and that. So, I mean, that stuff is starting to look like... I mean, Robert Downey Jr., every at bat, is getting more and more money because I guess he, he was not part of the original Spider-Man Homecoming cast, and now he got cast, and they have to pay him good money because he's straight out of... You know the Avenger, the Marvel version, the Disney versions of the Marvel films. He's also films. bankable, and he's it's crazy, crazy talented, yeah. and he's so watchable. He's probably worth it. You Absolutely. Know? I mean, yeah. I mean, that that's that's the whole thing. Like that was the big thing when Force Awakens came out is Harrison Ford's salary and his yeah. back end payment. You know, and all his package that you know his wonderful team negotiated for him is that the question was, is he worth it? Right. And you're like. Yeah, damn right. He's you, worth who it. Else, you know who else? Who is else gonna is going to play on Solo? Yeah, man, yeah. throw you know? that vest on somebody yeah, else and yeah. see if the continuity is still yeah. there. Indy Five, try to do Indy Five without Harrison Ford. And they're going to do Indy Five yep. with Harrison Ford, correct? Which is the right move, or do we start it back? Absolutely, at the, the yeah. right move. I just I hope they get some solid writing in there. Okay, you know, and uh, are you available? Are you making yourself available publicly <laughs> right now? 
I just have to say that if Indiana Jones and Han Solo both die within my lifetime, I will cry. Okay, well, okay. Um, well, one of them drank from the cup, one of them didn't, but then it, <laughs> it, uh, like, was the cup negated by them crossing the threshold? I don't know the in It was a little outs. ambiguous. I think it was left It was ambiguous open. at the end of yeah. Last Crusade, right? Yeah. Which was not the Last Crusade. Well, it was the Last Crusade, technically, if you're talking about the Crusades. Okay, we're talking about geek stuff here, but this is Geekscape. This is what we're going to do. Right. Um, the main thing is, as I start to devolve into gibberish, is <laughs> you're, these guys are going out on tour, like, starting next week. Dude. All for the love of Indiana you're starting, Jones. like, on the second, right? Yeah, like... Next ge- weekend. Correct. These guys are going out on tour next weekend, starting in the Seattle-Portland area. Go to RaidersGuys.com or find Raiders Guys on Facebook, and you guys can get all these dates. And the dates are going to be added throughout because you're going to see a lot of June dates, some July dates, but then July, August, September, that stuff's not going to be added. Uh, if you guys are you guys doing Comic Con? I uh, have not been invited yet, but but we have somebody who is uh, keeping their finger on the pulse to try to get try to get us into conventions. Okay. But we're open to that. Go to Comic Con because if they go to Comic Con, they're going to be doing a signing. Uh, at the Geekscape booth, which is booth 3919, we'll be at Comic-Con, and we're sure. going to be opening maybe, our hearts and our doors we'll to the boys if they can manage it in this insane tour schedule in July, in June. It's in July, so you guys still have some openings. So get yourselves to San Diego, and we'll have you guys at the booth. We'd love that. Um, Chris Strompolis, thank you for being on the show. Uh, RaidersGuys.com. You can also find Chris personally at Warriors or Twitter. Uh, I'm at uh, uh, C. Strompolis. Um, uh, and you can also Twitter as uh, Raiders Guys and Instagram as well, Raiders Guys. I'm also on there with, with, with my name, Chris Strompolis. So. Perfect. And now we know how to pronounce it. So, guys, uh, we're obviously Geekscape, Geekscape.net, and we're on Facebook and Twitter and all that. We'll see you guys uh, next time here on Geekscape. And, of course, check, us, check these guys out on tour, all right? Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks, man. See you guys next time.